Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of The Fix. What up, Diggy? What up, man? What up? I'm pumped about this one. You know, the term OG gets thrown out a lot today, but <laughs> today we welcome an actual true OG who many refer to as the mayor and the ambassador for the Toronto DJ scene. What up? <laughs> wow, that's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> that's some praise, that's eh? That's some praise. It's a lot to process. Uh, uh, salute for that. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm the, the true true OG because my name is Oscar and I'm the Grouch. So Yeah, there we go. <laughs> DJ OG. Grouch. OG, OG. A.K.A. Oscar the Grouch. A.K.A. Nobody Beats a Grizz. What up? Peace. Uh, respect for, for having me. Uh, it means a lot. Like I said earlier when I was speaking to you guys, off... Uh, offline offline off camera yeah man um and yeah we this has been a long time in the making i think i've been chatting with you with yeah you yeah o- o- over the the past year so i'm yeah, like we yeah, gotta yeah. get you on. every time get... i saw you you're like you're giving me the spiel and i'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm down bro see no more yeah yeah you got you got the call though you're yeah. up now word up what so, good yeah. way to start the year yeah man absolutely great great guest to start the year too um i mean Damn, we're we're gonna get into it, so I'm not gonna j- jump through all the accolades right off the bat. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yo, let's jump into it. Like, w- tell me what rock steady crew means to you. Wow. <laughs> um, well, you know, growing up, you know, obviously uh, being into hip hop, you know, that catchy song, "Hey, You, the Rock Steady Crew," mm-hmm. uh, and uh, shit, man, like Beat Street. You know what I mean? That was some of your early exposure. Exactly, to, yeah, to yeah. Because like, we were, you know, in the thick of it in the '80s. You know, we were all trying to break dance in, in my neighborhood. Uh, you're you're from Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, uh, Toronto raised. I was born in in Panama. Uh, my mom's from Panama. My dad's Colombian. Uh, but I pretty much was born in Toronto. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like raised. You know what I'm saying? So since I was like three. Oh um, shit! I got I got I got to interrupt now. I, I forgot about the um, the Colombian heritage. We got a little something for the guest. Oh, oh don't shit. tell me it's cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Come on, we're not out here doing those <laughs> stereotypes, man. Let's see this. Look, look at that. Look at that. Colombia. Look at this. What does that mean? Visitante ilustre. Oh, illustrious visitor. Yeah, put that. Put that stuff. Oh right shit. <laughs> Now this might this might upset the the Panamanian. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we just we were just throwing up a little uh, VIP uh, st- sash that I got with, on my last visit in in Bogota. Nice. So we got so the fishy. Colombian colors. My dad would be proud of. It. We'll we'll snap an image with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll do that for the photo. I clean so, I clean Panama more, but you know it's it it's because I was born there and yeah, there's fair not enough. a lot of us here, but you know, <laughs> I'll keep it on. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. You 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 can rep ah, Panama. That's all good. I don't. I don't have the 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 green or the blue and white though. Sorry, man. <laughs> all good. All good. So so pre hip hop was there? What other kind of music were your parents playing then in the house? Oh shoot, yeah. Okay, I want to answer that. But Rock Steady Crew. So fast forward. Well, no, we're gonna get into that. So Rock Steady. What it means to me, obviously, the infamous Rock Steady weekend in 1998 when my crew won the ITF battle yeah. in New York City yeah. at the yeah. Roxy. We'll get more into that. But what were my parents listening to? Um, shoot, like everything, you know, like not just the Latin stuff, obviously, uh, Panama, Colombia are very, you know, huge musical hubs for, for, you know, salsa, cumbia, all that stuff. Um, and obviously, you know, reggaeton was born in, in Panama, you know, anybody who wants to dispute that, come holler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, my mom really was big on Motown and uh, and the Beatles, you know, stuff like that. And uh, my dad liked, you know, all his Colombian shit. And uh, but he was into like, uh, you know, Johnny Cash and like Glenn Campbell. You know what I'm saying? And um, he liked Barry White. Yeah. And I found actually found that out when I went back home to Panama and I ran into uh my uncle uh and he told me when he would chill with my dad they would pump Barry White while they were like working on cars and just drinking and like <laughs> and it just made me laugh I'm like really it came Barry as a White? surprise eh yeah. <laughs> but you know my darling like, just hear my dad singing that with his like Colombian accent you know did just, did he have any of those old school um like the 80s 70s and 80s Colombian records that were all sponsored by gas companies? It was like Esso. Oh, <laughs> have you seen yeah, any of those? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, he, I actually inherited some of those some some of those records. So yeah, like he he had those joints. He had the the Discos uh, Fuentes stuff and like other shit. Like you know, like yeah. my dad actually came. To Toronto with his like reel to reel, like that's where I first saw like a reel to reel. My dad had a reel to reel, and uh, he had you know he had all kinds of music on reels too. Like it was just kind of crazy. So wow, wow, and yeah, the, the reason I kind of asked about Rocksteady as well because when you kind of got your your own legs, so to speak, you were b boying before you were DJing, yes. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you did that like starting at the age of ten. Mm-hmm. Around there, yeah, we were uh, you know so like eighty three, eighty four. So yeah, now now we're fully dated. I'm so dated, all yeah, number yeah. Now, yeah, all yeah. numbers are out there, so we can. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm, you're transparent with that shit, yeah, anyways. I'm, I'm, I'm 45. I'm, I've been yeah, I've been around. Yeah, almost 50. <laughs> Yikes! Let's just hold on to that 45. Yeah. I always tend to round up too. I've been saying I'm I'm 40 for the past you know. There you six go. There years. you go. <laughs> so you and then you started DJing. How at what age? How long after you started taking up the b boying and stuff? So like 13. 13? 13, yeah. And what, what made you go there from, what made you go to that element versus the b-boying side? Oh, because I, I sucked at b-boying. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good, I got a, had a decent up rock. I can still do it. Um, I had a knee spin. That was my signature move. <laughs> knee spin. I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't get on my back. I couldn't, you know, do a windmill. I couldn't do any of that stuff. How's but. the knee holding up at 45? Uh, <laughs> they crack. <you> know, <laughs> it's, it sucks, but yeah, that's, that's life. That's, uh getting older yeah so and that, living in a cold ass country <laughs> so, so you you sucked at b-boying and you're like maybe djing's easier are you crazy yeah, <laughs> i mean i've always been uh you know uh into music and 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 you know the arts like i'm a creative you know what i mean for sure uh i started drawing when i was two and that was my main passion up until the music took over until hip-hop and all that shit mm-hmm. so I, I was a heavy comic book collector too like and you know, like I was telling you earlier, like Star Wars off off camera there, you know, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, thirteen, yeah. Like I mean, I was into all that stuff in the eighties, the 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 Prince, the New Wave, even some rock, all that stuff. But like hip hop, just was. And you, when I heard like you know the Bambada and Rocket, all that stuff. And where where were you hearing that? Like outside. On, yeah, on, just on, people on the block, it. Yeah, 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 just yeah. playing it like that was the thing. Everybody had ghetto blasters, you know. I guess I, I grew up in the West End, um, in uh, uh, this metro housing project called uh, Scarlettwood Courts, okay. and that's like mm-hmm. just above Jane Street, you know. So that was like 
where I pretty much grew up, you know, um, in that radius there. So I was close to Jane, close to Western Road, all that shit. And, uh, yeah, so I'd come outside and dudes had on ghetto, you know, their ghetto blasters and their their uh k-way jackets yeah, and the, yeah. the the parachute pants and <laughs> i used to just see my next door neighbor they were, they were these lb boys uh uh javier and, and mario these ecuadorian dudes and they were like fucking crazy and they would they could do some moves man and just break out the cardboard and you know you just sit there and watch them you know and then we would try they give the little the little yeah, the little, little young guys uh yeah. the little boys uh, uh you know a little uh shine and it was cool, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, and then um, I would see the DJ. Sometimes they have a DJ outside, and that just, you know, that's what got me like wanting to try do it, try to do it, you know. And um, yeah, watching those videos like Rocket and shit, and mm-hmm. seeing Grand Mixer D- DST, like it's, you know, blew my mind. Yeah, man. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize they think up in Canada back in that era when you know when hip hop was being born in the Bronx shortly thereafter, the blocks hair were similar, it, especially mm. in Toronto in, in urban environments, right? Like it, it, it was scenes that, that rival what you would see in those vintage movies. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, the, the parallels are very, you know, similar. We're both, you know, big urban cities. I was looking at Toronto as a mini New York, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's less, less congested, less people, but it's got a New York vibe. You know, they, they definitely took a page out of, you know certain designs <laughs> pause for the cause pause for the cause let's give him some uh no nah, we'll say that great give him some grapes <laughs> <laughs> give him some grapes oh, grapes there you go give him some grapes um, yes. <laughs> we i just found out that grapes kill dogs <laughs> don't give your dog grapes. No, not all dogs not all dogs okay um yeah, so you 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 saw the guys on the block DJing and stuff, and and were you fucking around with their equipment? Did they? Oh no 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 no! Like, you you can't touch that shit. So <laughs> so you had to just yeah. save up and buy your own shit. Not even like so. My pops, being the big you know avid music listener that he was, he had a, a turntable and a, a mixer. He had a realistic okay. four channel mixer. Yeah yeah. Oh yeah. And he had this like I don't know some weird German, you know, turntable that had like the needle attached to it like you it wasn't like a a cartridge that you, um sorry a head shell that you screwed in or 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 a cartridge that you screwed into like a existing you know attached head shell so it was like this pointy ass needle you know and it wasn't meant you know it was belt drive it wasn't meant yeah. for 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 any type of djing there was no pitch control mm-hmm. but i saw that shit and it was like you know i had that oh, like moment <laughs> yeah. and then i like I want to start fucking doing what I'm seeing outside. And, and that was it. I just started scratching his Cumbia records and Salsa <laughs> records and Johnny Cash records, whatever I could find until I started buying my own wax. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you, were you like, when did you start to play out? Were you just practicing at home at this point with the one turntable? Yeah. So I, I had the, so I'll, I'll, I mean, you know, I can skip forward because like, I, you know, I'm self-taught, all that sh- all that stuff, really, and it was on my dad's equipment, but, you know, he saw how, you know, interested I was in it. He scored a a, a pyramid uh, 
It's basically like the the ripoff, uh, pyramid ripoff of the, the Gemini, Gemini yeah. MX2200 yeah, yeah, yeah. that Jazzy Jeff and Cash Money and all those Philly guys would use, even like DJ Scratch and stuff in the EPMD video. So this was the the, the wood joint. He gave me that, and um, it had a crossfader, but like the, you know, it was a it had a ball bearing in the middle of it. Oh yeah. So it click every time you you know you yeah, move yeah, it to yeah, the, in middle. the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like fuck how am i gonna cut on this you know what i mean and i was like i was cutting on his realistic joint with the the four channels and that's what uh, also why i dj reverse like okay. why i dj what you know call hamster yeah we just called it reverse back then um or grouch style because i was like the only guy who was doing it <laughs> um because i was actually you know you know moving my hands uh you know up and down and uh you know when you turn that move, movement sideways it's reverse yeah so that's and Crazy. So, so you've always that's always been your style from day one. Yeah. So I hooked it up, you know, and I had that mixed with the crossfitter, and I'm like trying to cut, and it's like, why is this shit turning on on this side? Because I didn't know what a crossfitter did, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and did they I, did they have the hamster switch nah, on it? No, nah, 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 nah. yeah, I mean, I So I figured out, okay, let me cross the wires. Mm -hmm. Boom. So <laughs> my my wires are crossed, and my problem was solved, and I could cut. Like I I took that the ball. The next around. DJ's problem wasn't solved. No, <laughs> they were normal. I, I always messed them up anytime <laughs> someone had to like uh, oh, yeah, you know, play on my on my shit. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward my my pops saw how interested it was. He got me that mixer. And then for my 16th birthday, you know, I begged and pleaded. I'm like I need a, a techniques SL 1200 MK2, mm -hmm. you know, and I wanted the black joint, but, you know, <laughs> they didn't have any. And I'm like, you know, fuck it. Like, Fine, I went with it for silver. Yeah, I went, wah, to, so, yeah, I went, went <laughs> to the store, and the store is still there. Spectacular Sound. Uh, Spectacular Sounds on St. Clair, like okay. near Oakwood. Okay. And uh, that's where I went and bought my, uh, my Technique 1200. Uh, he took me there. It was my Christmas gift and my birthday because my birthday's right after Christmas. And uh, you know, and it was this is the funniest part was in his Colombian accent. He's like, "Do you want the other one? You gotta buy it yourself." <laughs> like, right, you know, so I'm like, "Cool." Needless to say, I didn't get that next turntable till like five, six years down the line. So, what were those retailing for back in those days? Still five, six hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So it was like five ninety nine, I yeah. think. Uh, at the time and this is like uh, I don't give a fuck I'm gonna date myself it was 1989 mm -hmm. so I got that and I got uh, a friend of the family gave me Maestro Fresh West's first album nice oh shit yeah so and then so did you like plug in like uh, like a tape deck to the other channel or something like so you can cut shit up over top or like yeah I would yeah I would you know I would layer shit um, I was also like I started dabbling in, 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 in the post tape shit and that's what sparked mm. sparked the the production. You know what I mean? A, a few years after, for people who don't know what pause tape shit is, can you? Can so you literally, so there's pause mix, and then there's the pause. You know, making like a pause tape to make like a, a like a beat or whatever. So pause mix was like you know if you're recording the radio, and then you got to stop it strategically when you know like you're you're you know when the the loop ends, and then you when you start the next song, you hope to catch it on the loop. Yeah, and so you can record what you want kind of like take different stuff from the radio that way but the pause tape was like me like crafting a beat you know starting with like catching like a, a drum loop off a record and you know recording the the loop quickly and then you know hearing it back and then stopping it and pausing it well not stopping it pausing it right when the loop 
cut and then throw it again off the record and record it again and making sure it's tight yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah. So then you record your drums first and then you put the drums on the other on the other deck, get the other tape, hit record and then you start doing your whatever it was, like the the main uh you know, melody that you wanted to use over it. And by the end of it your shit is so hissy like it's yeah. like <laughs> But that kinda, you know, gives it that yeah that warmth, you know what I mean? And that's how I was recording demos with like my high school homies, you know what I mean? Like that's, shout out to Contagious. That's right. crazy. Like oh. the, the amount of times you probably had to do it to capture it fairly accurately, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like it was it was nuts, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you hear, and then the, you know the off loops and shit. Like you, you fucked up, but you still kept it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it sucked. I feel like some guys still use those techniques to a certain extent, like guys like Madlib and stuff like that would oh, probably yeah, 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 do yeah. some, you know, to get that kind of to off. get that feel. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And so, uh, so were you trying to get your juice up at this point as a DJ, or no? You were just strictly just chilling and and figuring out um, your skill set. Yeah, I was like heavy listening to radio, like you were talking about, you know, Mastermind and like Axe, Ron Nelson. I was listening to all that. Master Plan as well, DJ Power and John Brownski and them, Motion. And so, like, I, my aspirations was to hopefully get on radio one day, you know, record music, put out a record or something. Uh, but this, this was like no, like, battling whatsoever in my head because I didn't know what a battle was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't. I knew so at what, this point like, you didn't you hadn't seen any of those tapes. No, nah, I hadn't anything. seen it. That, that shit wasn't like popular at least because there was like a big uh, gap between the DMC being here initially, and then there was a gap, and then it came back, and there was another gap, and then it came back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I, I had no exposure to that, but I would hear like you know DJX and those guys cutting it up. You know what I mean? I remember there was like a transformer battle between him and Supreme, and that was like I I studied that shit like I would. I taped it. I, I kept on replaying it and figuring out what they were doing. They were cutting up like uh, Peter Piper, Run DMC, the bad meaning bad, yeah, yeah. bad meaning good, right? So they're like doing like this breakdown transformer type thing, kind of like something that you know Cash Money or or Jeff would do. You know what I mean? And and doing that shit on the radio. Yeah, doing that on the radio, That's man, dope. for like a fucking <laughs> hour. Be like yeah. X would go, and then you know Supreme, and that was like to me like you know. I mean, just hearing this shit. I'm not even witnessing it. Like, yeah. and I'm just, I was in the zone. Like, I was just, I got to learn how to do that, you know? Yeah. So I was, and I would study whatever songs that came out. I was into all those things. Like, you know, whatever the dope DJ was, you know, the the Jeffs, like the Cash Money. Jam Master J. Jam Master yeah. J for sure. Um, uh, I'm blanking out here. Um, DJ oh. Scratch. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh my God. When that album dropped. Oof. Yeah. Him and WC, like. Dub C, oh my god, low profile. That shit was bananas. And then uh, third base, Richie, you know Richie Rich or yeah, Daddy yeah. Rich, yeah, yeah. nasty, uh, fresh going Miz. Like all those, like all those eighties, nineties DJs were such a huge influence on me. Like I listened to the live at Union Square and and rewound that so many times. Uh, you know, um, all of the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff albums, like the the, the first ones, rock the house and. You know, parents just don't understand. Study yeah. that shit religiously. Yeah, and and when you were you you got into the radio before you got, got that battle bug, or or was it vice versa? So yeah, like let me uh, I guess give you the timeline. So eighty nine, I was uh, like eighty seven. I start started dabbling in the DJing. 
I would say I didn't take it seriously till like 89 and I got the 12 and all that. So I had 112 and I had the mixer. 112. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, eventually I had a shitty turntable. Where I bought my other boy's 12. My my boy Berton, is, that's the first time I ever saw a 12 was at his crib in, in the hood. And, uh, you know, um, that's, how, that's how I found out about it. And I had to get, this is the turntable I had to get. Um, so... Then I started doing the production and, you know, the post tapes. And then eventually I had like a, a mix, one of those Newmark mixers with the sampler. Okay. And it had like a 10-second sampler. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, you yeah. just had to like – I was still recording using the post style, but I would like do it in the sampler, throw it on the tape, and then you mm. know, keep layering it and shit. Um, and then what happened was – Met some cat across the street from my hood. There's a guy who would come in and buy weed in the hood. And he's a young guy. And, you know, we got to talking. And it turns out he was a DJ. He was a, he was a house DJ. This guy, John. And, uh, you know, he was telling me, yo, I, I volunteer at this, this station once in a while. I do overnight slot. And I'm like, what station? Because you probably heard of it. It's called CHOI 105.5. And I'm like... Oh shit! Yeah, that's the station I, you know, I listen to Mastermind on, and mm-hmm. and then after it was like Daddy Rock and those dudes that took over a slot, and this is like '92, mm-hmm. you know, '92, '93, and uh, he's like, one day he's like, he just he cops some weed and he's just hanging out with us. We're talking. He's like, dude, I'm gonna be on the radio tonight. Why don't you come with me, man? We'll split up the <laughs> sets. He's like, I'll play some house. You play hip hop, right? You know. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I go, what time? He's like, two in the morning. Oh, really? I go, to what time? And he's like, till fucking 10 a.m. Like, Are you kidding me? 10 a.m.? And I'm like, all Just right. Just a fucking eight-hour sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, like, we each have to do fucking four hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but weed, though, eh? The unifier of people. I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, yeah. I said, yeah. And I, you know, convinced my parents to, like, you know, let me go. Like, you know. My dad's like, Oscar, what are you doing? You can come on that late, you know, the next morning. And I'm like, chill, dad. It's just, you know, I'm doing radio and, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I went and did it. And that is what changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, doing that show was the first time I ever got to, you know, um, basically uh, play for an audience that wasn't there. Like, I'd already done parties and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But I was playing for an audience who wasn't there. And I had to keep them captivated. And I basically found my calling, you know what I mean, as far as uh, radio was, you know what I mean? And then then came the other thing, basically what led me into DJ competitions and, and battles. Um, it was this uh, cat who called in. And that same, uh, you know, two to ten slide, he called like, I don't know, four in the morning. And I didn't take the call because I was already DJing. And then the guy, you know, my, the homie John, he's like, Yo, there's this guy on the phone, man. He wants to talk to you. He won't get off the phone. He's like, he's got to talk to you. He's got to tell you something. He's like, he really loves what you're doing. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm like playing. I'm trying to mix, trying to cut up, you know. I'm like, fine, cool. So I just, you know, threw an album on, whatever. It was, you know, whatever, right? Take the call. And then he's like, dude, you're the one DJing? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was me. He's like, oh, my God, you're fucking sick. He's like just going on and on. And I'm like, all right, um... <laughs> So what's up? He's like, yo, I need you to enter this DJ competition. I'm like, DJ competition? I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, like, and he's like, you know, 
a DJ battle. And I'm like, yeah, I go, I don't know shit about battles. He's like, he goes, you watch Juice? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I watch <laughs> That's it. what I was just going to say. You know? so, I'm like, out, yeah. so like that, and like the, the, you know, the mixed, uh, mixtape massacre. Right. And I'm yeah. like, all right. So he's like, I'm going to get you to enter that. So what, what is now Lula lounge was called, La La continental or something like that, which was a Portuguese hall. Okay. Right at, uh, like, you know, Brock and Dundas, Dundas yeah. near baby Huey and all that. Right. Yeah. So, um, I enter this battle and lo and behold, uh, the judges, DJ X, the cyclone four, five, seven, he's the cats from the power move show. Mm. And, uh, I think thrust was, uh, was a, a judge as well. Um, and I go against, uh, this Filipino kid who I never, you know, seen a day in my life. And it turns out it was D scratch. Okay. My future my partner. Right. And, and like, how long after you you did that first show did you get that call for, at the radio station? It was the same, like it was the, the first same night. Day. Yeah. Oh wow. So, yeah. So like, ni- it was like ninety ninety three. You know. And so this was uh, this wasn't your when you had your show going on. No, no, um, no. It was yeah. way before me uh, having the show. And so I, you know, he actually trained me. This guy, his name is Rob. Uh, he's still involved in in the industries uh, more on the radio side, you mm-hmm. know, and he's uh, you know, I'm not gonna out him where he works and all that, but because he's <laughs> a very low key guy. But shout out to Rob, we're still in touch, you know, we're still good homies. But basically, he was the one who was like, you know, what was the format of the battle? You had like, like very five much five minutes or something, like, like a yeah, DMC like style type DMC thing. style, yeah. So you had like five minutes. It wasn't six because I know I didn't do that long. So yeah. And so I, I'm against D Scratch, my first thing. And he, uh, you know, I went first, I believe. And I was doing some corny shit. You know, I was like cutting stuff. And then I just learned how to do like, you know, the what we called back-to-back, which was, you know, backspinning and stuff. And then involving the tricks and stuff. Um, but I wasn't really like, you know, that great at it yet. I wasn't like super tight on it. But I was doing like props. So he's like... He suggested, you know, because he had doubles of uh, Digital Underground, do what you like. Mm-hmm. And so there's the part where it goes, drink what you like. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a bunch of like pop cans on the side and I'm pretend drinking while I was doing the, nice. <laughs> the you know, the quick mix theory, the the back to back, the back spinning. I'm guessing there's no video of that. Nah. <laughs> I think anybody would have the notion of having a, yeah. a video camera at, at that time. But, uh, but yeah, like it was, it was crazy. So like. You know, um, he went on after me, and oh my god, I was like, fucking blown away. Like I was just like, you know, it was like, like in Juice, you know, when you, thing went on, like the the other guys, and then when Q got on, like when GQ gets on, and you know, you see the difference, right? Yeah, that's By how the way, I a prerequisite to listening to this podcast is clearly watching Juice. Just <laughs> so yeah. <everyone laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, to us, it was a lot of. The intro to DJ battles. I mean, because a lot of us were, we, you know, we're not the first generation. You know, those guys are like I would call like X and those guys and Jam on Strong. Jam on Strong was our DMC champ. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. early on, um, and yeah, the DMC was like pretty much null and void. Like it wasn't, it didn't exist in Canada until we came back yeah. uh, and and brought it back to life, so to speak. Um, but yeah. And uh, he gets on, and he was doing all this crazy shit. He did this fucking 
like you know he did beat juggles which i had no clue what the fuck what it was he was doing like he, you know he had some cuts i think i edged i edged him out over uh, over on the cuts you know what i mean but he had some dope cuts and then he did like a fucking guitar tone yeah, okay. he did uh deep purple you know what i mean and i'm just like what the fuck you know what i mean I'm just, just with the pitch fader yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and i'm just like you know was blown away by it but it was judged by the crowd and it was judged by the judges but the crowd i had everybody in the room like my whole hood like so you know my my hood scarlet courts was in the west end like scarlet road but we were really tight with another hood uh gina Warner, mm-hmm. and so all of Warner, all of Scarlet came to this fucking battle. The yeah. room was filled with my people. Yeah. So, like, they were there to support me. So, I wanted you to picture this. Being the kind of guy that I am, and the way I was raised, raised to be very humble and and obviously honest. Like, if I don't feel I've earned something, I gotta be like, you know, yeah. I don't deserve that. You know what I mean? I lost that night, clearly. But I won because maybe the judges didn't see it that way. Um, I know they didn't see it that way. But anyway, <laughs> my... Squad, my crew, my posse, you know, whatever you want to call it, they fucking were making so much noise and yelling, and I basically won. And so I go up there to accept the prize, and I'm in front of a mic, and I want to turn my camera around so people can see this. So your boy uh, got up on the mic and said, no, I'm not accepting this award because I don't deserve it. This guy does. He's the real winner. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, right there, yo, am I, is my, these are, the, you know, the, the dudes are, and, and, and the girls that I grew up with in, in Scarlet and Wilner, they fucking let me have it. Like, they're booing, like, like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you, you brought guys? Up for yo, this they're like, yo, you're like, you're, my boy's like, what do you mind? What, 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 what are you doing? What are you saying? He's yeah. like freaking out. And I'm like, I, yo, I don't deserve it. You know what I mean? Like, D scratch. Won this shit. Did you see what he just did? But, you know, it didn't translate to them, right? Because yeah. they didn't know. And so, yeah. And so that kind of gave this, like, you know, this is where the rivalry started, the beef between me and, and D-Scratch. So, you know, we went up against each other a few times. But I think he always looked at me like being, you know, soft because I fucking didn't take my win and, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of, you know, gave him that, like, little... You know, was, but but in his head, still, I'm sure oh, deep he, down, he he kind of respected that. Oh yeah, yeah, he, flex, he, you know? he, uh, he always gave it up to me. You know, yeah, you know, I had skill level, but he he was definitely, you know, above me, way beyond. Like, but but uh, you know, deep down, he probably still respected you for like giving it, giving your oh, title yeah, 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 uh, from that perspective, because yeah, yeah. you you were you were truthful, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I never those guys didn't let me live that down for a long time. Like my <laughs> the homies from the neighborhood, like. <laughs> So yeah, so that started my battle. My my first battle, I won, and that started the career. And then I, you know, I lost to D a bunch of times. Um, you know, I blo- I lost to D and Jazz as a crew when they were straight sound crew at the the the, the Metro mix off. You know, um, and then I got my uh, my revenge in 1995 at the Zulu Nation battle. Okay, and um, and actually that weekend I won two battles i won the energy 108 you guys remember energy 108 yeah, they had yeah, a battle yeah. at wonderland i won that shit and uh 
And that was like the shit because I won money and I won like a gold watch and like Sick. well not like I was like a, probably like a fake gold watch but whatever. That's when they had the concert series alongside with yeah, it as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I won that battle and yeah, the prizes were pretty tight and uh, and then I I won Zulu Nation and uh, was that in Toronto? They yeah, had, they held. It was held. It was so get this Africa Islam who was Ice T's DJ and mm-hmm. producer, a, a foundation OG like New York dude. Uh, from the Bronx, you know, was there when hip hop started. He was the host along with Melly Mel. Wow! <laughs> and uh, this is at the at at Zoo. Uh, I think it was called Zoo. Oh no, Spectrum. Spectrum on Spectrum Danforth. on the Danforth yeah, on the Danny. Crazy, you know? crazy on the D four. And uh, <laughs> yeah, getting real local here. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I won that shit. I went up against D. I went up against Jazz. I went up against bunch of other dudes i can't even remember i think apollo was in the battle shout out to apollo who became uh fucking anonymous uh twist oh yeah the rapper the, dj yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh sorry yeah rapper yeah, dj yeah. producer he's a, he's a sick producer too good dude owen um and uh yeah that's the one i won and my, again my whole crew was there to the point that you know like mel and uh, Islam had to keep shouting out the the, the, the crew, you know, shout out yeah, to the yeah, sick yeah. kids. That's the dudes who were from uh, from Walner and some from Scarlet, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was just it's a, it a great memory when I got that win. You know, I did I actually got my revenge at D because he did the you know the tone the, the the guitar tone. So I did a I did my own tone. I did uh, just a friend, uh, Bismarck Key with with uh, this annoying like. I don't even know. It's like a uh, a long scream off one of those rectangle records, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I I just did the uh, the Bismarcky uh, just the French shit. You might have to post that on IG when we release this episode. Try to <laughs> yeah, try to I'm dig to f- back in the yeah. crates for that one. Um, so you, you got the dub there, and then were you just like, okay, like let's let's put down the guns now and yeah, let's unite yeah. forces. So, okay, now so the, again, it goes back to my neighborhood. So. I, I grew up with this this chick in my neighborhood. Her name is Michelle, and we went to grade school together. And years later, we went to high school together. And she was from my neighborhood, but she moved out early on. Turns out, this was his cousin because I go to her birthday party when shortly after in '95. And who do I see sitting there chilling? D. Yeah. And his cousin, not Jazz, his other cousin Randy, R- aka R Doubles. Shout out to R Doubles. And they're just telling there, and then we just started talking. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? What the fuck are you doing here? And I'm like, because Michelle's my cousin. I'm like, the fuck? I grew up with Michelle. And mm-hmm. you know, it was, just, it was trippy. So we just started talking. And then that night, I drove them home. I went into his crib, saw his setup, and then we just started practicing. And then, you know, it brought Jazz in the fold. And, you know, we had uh, Rest in Peace on a Soul was part of the crew. Um, yeah, there was actually a lot of members. Uh, you know, shout out to all the kind of peripheral members who would just come and hang and practice. But we got the name from my my high school homie and and co-host for the radio show, uh, Contagious, and you know we were in a group together and uh, called Forensics. But um, anyway, he's the guy that gave us our name. He's like, "Yo, why don't you guys call yourself Turnstiles?" Mm-hmm. Or like like a subway sick turn? name, sick name, like a subway <laughs> turnstile. He's like, "Yeah." Like turnstiles, but spell it differently, you know. And throw some Z's up in that yeah, shit. Yeah, with the Z at the end. And boom. Zeds, depending where you're from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zed. Yeah. So t- turnstiles crew was born, which was Grouch, D Scratch, and Lil Jazz, who yeah. you've been referring to as Jazz. Mm-hmm, and, Little uh, Jazz. 
And like I said, yeah, Son of Soul, we were like the four core members. And then, uh, you know, Sims left and went on to other things. You know what I mean? But rest in peace, uh, Son of Soul. He was definitely a, an influential mm. Was he member. a big battle guy? I always remember him as more of a selector and a digger kind of guy. But He was a selector, but he answered yeah. one battle. Okay. And I, I trained him for it. I gave, <laughs> I gave him... Uh, I, you know, I guess it's my my signature routine is Craig Mack jocking my style thing. Mm-hmm. I've still it's probably one of the only routines I know how to remember how to do. <laughs> but I gave him that because I had just started messing with it, and then he added a couple of patterns to it. But the initial whole thing, and that's what he did, and he won that battle. So that was like one of the only battles that he, I think he entered and, and won. Dope. So yeah, and uh, so rest in peace, uh, son of soul. Um, but yeah, he was. It was the four of us, and then that was just the three of us: me, Jazz, and and D. Yeah, and you guys then started just fucking practicing day and night, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. And then we, you know, entered the the DMC came back that year in '95, and we won that uh, one, two, and three. I didn't realize actually the DMC had a hiatus like that. Did, did you know? Yeah, it was that? like Jam on Strong was like the the champ in like '91 or '90, and then it was like. It was Miss MIA for like four or five years. Okay. Yeah, I remember they had a hiatus recently too. Like yeah, they were they were pretty much gone from like the late two thousands. Sorry, the the two thousands mid two mid two thousands to late two thousands came back like like twenty eleven. Okay. Yeah. Shout outs to Amir, who's the DMC Canada rep, um, out of Hamilton. But yeah, so um, we had to the DMCs and we won as a crew like one two three. In Toronto, and then we went to the Worlds, which was held, um, sorry, the the Canadian Finals at uh, at the Oz, the uh, the Oz Bar or whatever that shit was on uh, Blue Jay Way, okay, Club Oz, Oz or something, or I, I it's called Oz. That. Yeah, and uh, it's crazy looking back. You know, Mastermind was there; he was a judge. This is where we met Rock Raider, mm-hmm. who was a judge, and crazy. Total Eclipse from the Executioner. Shout out to Keith, rest in peace, Rock Raider. And this is like 96. And so they were judging. Uh, I think X was a judge too. Russell Peters was there. He's on stage. He's in. Uh, Russell Peters been everywhere since the yeah, beginning yeah, yeah. of, of that's time. How, actually, that's, how, I met, that's how I met Russell was through DJ battles. Yeah. And, and the DJ scene. Was he just like a fan or was he like an MC for the event? No, he was just a fan. He was just, he was just spectating. A, yeah. 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 You know, he was, he's tight with Mass. He's yeah, been yeah, tight with Mass. He was definitely there with Paul. Um, and so, um, yeah, we. We uh, we friggin' won it again, and we were up against. So it was two cats from Montreal, uh, DVS or some DVS, and Kid Koala. Crazy, Kid Koala, and so we fucking beat them. <laughs> so nice. one, two, and three. Uh, D being first, Jazz coming in second. I came in third, and uh, then D went to the World Finals, and that's the year that. Rock Raider defended and he lost the noise. Okay. From yeah. from uh Germany Denmark. Denmark. Denmark, yeah. That's uh, crazy, man. This is some this Swamp is history was, yeah, lessons. And that's what's how we we met Swamp. Like the, is that the year Swamp. he was lighting that's, up the record? Yeah, no, that's the the year he broke the record and then he cut his chest with the <laughs> fucking <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. So um yeah, that's the history right there. Um and uh trying to end this thing <laughs> grouch is out here ig living here <laughs> you know what i mean 
Um, so I, then, so then, I think the the pinnacle probably was ninety ninety eight with the ITF. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we were just like you know, we battled solo, and then we just said, "Fuck, we should do some team shit." And Jazz and D had come up with this thing. Um, um, they called and they were called the routine steadbows because it was a steady B, uh, not a steady B record, but they called the steadbows. But it was a steady B's uh, crew member. Cool C, and uh, I think it was the Glamorous Life, um, and that's the record that they they used, and uh, it was actually just posted on IG the other day. The routine, um, yeah, yeah, and okay. so like that is the nucleus of the our our team battle. So them doing what they you know there's like the the carousel where they like taking turns going around and yeah that's a big you know shout out to the the executioners that was a bit, you know they were a big influence on us the x-men um obviously the scratch pickles the beat junkies um but yeah like we really took the the juggling aspect because we had limited like you know we only there was three of us and we had six turntables yeah so we had to like really sound make it sound fuller than it was with mm-hmm. the less people and that's how we figured out how to like to make, the, you know, putting a piece of tape and making the 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 um, sorry the uh, the record skip, mm-hmm. so to give us like a tone or something or the drums to skip so we could like push something and then do something on the other turntable at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you 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 made it skip so it would it was skipping off and then when you pushed it the beat was on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like if you pushed it on the kick it would the beat the beat would continue. So you just have to keep on pushing it like you know. It's this is crazy. This is all jazz. Like jazz is like a, a fucking rocket scientist. You know what I mean? Like he figured out these things. And uh, yeah, so '98 we is when we we won uh, the ITF International Turntablist Federation Western Hemisphere Team Battle mm-hmm. in New York City, Rocksteady Weekend. Um, and who were you up against in that battle? The motherfucking allies, which the is allies, <laughs> you know, craze, a track, develop. Who never heard of? Them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, craze only just dropped the crazy video. Yeah, that shit's wild. You know, the goat <laughs> goat discussions are in the air, but he is the goat. You know what I mean? Shout out to craze. Uh, I'm always super proud of him because you know, being Latino as well, like it's just just oh you know i've always been rooting for him so there's something there's something with latino and filipino djs right you know so Some, i always said it. that about filipinos but then i realized like if you look yeah, back you, you guys got your, yeah, your raps you know, too yeah, man. Like, so yeah i mean i just found out jazzy j's fucking colombian you know what i mean like i didn't even know that shit so i didn't either crazy i just found that out the other day and, and let's talk about the venue of that place because i was at the roxy like what's the significance of the oh roxy my gosh, like beat street like beat street you know, was the fucking roxy. filmed there bro. so it's a historic new york venue and venue and um did yeah. that like like did that hit you at the time oh, or was yeah. it more like later on no it hit me like i knew i was in a special place you know what i mean you just you felt that shit like you know and on top of that, we came with busloads of people from Toronto, like two busloads, because everybody would do. Everyone this. made it across the border, okay? Yeah, yeah. But we got <laughs> held up with any weed or anything, so um, yeah, it was just it was nuts. And uh, so Jazz would, and his brother would put on these these bus trips to Rocksteady every year, and uh, so we had a fucking ton of shitload of supporters there. And we're like, we're talking like, who's who of of, of DJs was that, was at this battle? Like, um, you know, you had. 
Executioner's judging it. Rob, Rob, uh, Rob Swift, Rock Raider, uh, Sinister, I think. Uh, I think, uh, who else? DJ Scratch. Somebody else. And then, um, and then you know, Clark Kent was there. Uh, DJ Spinner, DJ Riz. Fucking Riz didn't even remember he was there. I, I tagged him <laughs> on it. It's like, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you played a set, dude. You that that I mean? was funny that I, I saw the post, and I'm like, that's perfect timing yeah, to yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about all this stuff. Yeah, and so, you know, like a who's who was of, of hip-hop DJ royalty from New York City was there. And, and at this point, are you building relationships with these guys? Like, you know them just from the battle scene and whatever? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. And we, we really, you know, we really connected with the executioners from, from when they were down here, like... You know, we we knew Raider really well, uh, Total Clips, um, Joey, you know, Sinister. And then, uh, I, you know, li- years later, I, we brought down Rob to, to, to judge one of our battles that we used to pull, put on in the tournament. You know what I mean? And I would say, you know, we were really close with them. And over the years, you know, when certain guys would come into town, we connect with them, like the Repmatics, the, the D-Styles, the Shortcuts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, And... Um, yeah, like and yeah, like Babu, Beat Junkies. Because um. you competed against the Beat Junkies as well. Is so that- yeah, so that's what happened basically. So we win New York, and to paint the picture, like you know, after a while they started shouting out, stop shouting out the boroughs, like the Bronx, Brooklyn, you know, uh, Queen. They started, they were only shouting out Toronto. They're like nice. Toronto in the house, T dot, you know, like yeah, yeah. And that was, the crowd was going nuts. So the win that 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 win was a super special. So anyway, we we went to we got to go to the worlds, and that was in Amsterdam, and we had to face the fucking beat junkies. <laughs> so they were the defending champs. We had to face the scratch perverts from the UK. Mm-hmm. So the cards, were, the cards, the odds were not in our favor. You know what I mean? Uh, Craze was there. He was in the scratch battle. He beat a bunch of DJs. Uh, one of the scratch perverts. He won the scratch title. Vin Rock from Fifth Platoon was in the juggling battle. He practice in our hotel room like we brought 12s like i brought my 12 that's the other thing that 12 that i got from through my dad had the uk plug it was oh, a uk nice. 12 so, <laughs> so, uh, that's so you're like i'm gonna bring that, it that's the 12 it's we God's sign. yeah so uh, we had one turntable one vest axe and we would mouth our parts along with whoever's taking their turn to practice and that's mm. how we practice and then we got another deck from somebody else and that's how vin was able to practice his juggling stuff but, um, so just rewind a second. You'd mouth, you'd mouth the the, the scratch parts. part, and that's how you kept each other kind of on yeah. on pace. So we'd all take turns on the turntables to do our parts. Like so, we'd practice it once. So Jazz would do his part, practice it again. D would do his part, practice it again. I would do my part. That's crazy. Just so we'd be on point. Dope. And then uh, you know, Super Raider cool. and Sin- we got pictures of you know us and Raider mm-hmm. Sinister just chilling in mm-hmm. Amsterdam, just practicing. We, we we took that whole we bit that whole style like of them taking the shoes off to do the routines mm-hmm. because Raider simply put it that it feels like you're doing it at home yeah you know because the first time we saw him do that like we we're like what the fuck are you taking your shoes off for and he's like yo I just feel comfortable it just feels like I'm at home that's insane I'm practicing at home and I'm this we uh, that yeah we took that and we would do it too so it's just like. <laughs> It made sense, you know, and it actually kind of made you lighter on your feet. Put yeah, the, yeah. Put the leg off, you know, do the trick, whatever, right? So, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And so at, at that point, like, 
is that when you guys your relationship that's still spanning after all all this time with the beat junkies yeah yeah and that you know i was kept in touch with those guys you know when they'd come into town or whatever and then um you know like four four years ago five years ago they they started the, the the pool you know and i was checking it out and i would do some retweets and stuff and then um I hit up D as, as in D Styles, and I'm just like, yo, I got a bunch of edits, man. Like, you know, I, I don't know if you know, I've been, you know, producing and, and doing remixes and shit like that for many years, and I'm sitting on a ton of edits that I think would be good for the pool, you know. I'm I'm willing to share. And he's like, sure, yo, let's do this, man. Like, so, so I sent them the shit. They were loving it, and they were, you know, they were like, you know, they all got together and they had a meeting about me. They're like, yo, we want to bring you in, man. Like, mm-hmm. we want you to be, like, the Canadian ambassador for the pool. And so I basically said, yeah, hell yeah, why not? You know, like, I like what you guys are doing and it's a good outlet for what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Because um, people, again, know me more for being a DJ and not so much a producer. I only started, mm-hmm. like, like, I always did production off and on and whatever, but I didn't take it seriously till about, like, you know, 12 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the around the time I shifted from, you know, uh, using the MPC and shit to, like, uh, like computer programs. I was using, like, Cool Edit. Fruity Loops and all that stuff. I didn't fuck with Fruity Loops. I no. tried it. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But then I got Ableton Live, mm-hmm. and that was the game changer. Yeah. So I've been using Live since uh, since 7 and since 2007. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so basically they're like, they, yo, you're, you're hired, bro. We want you to be part of the team. And so... Yeah, I'm like. What are some of the tasks you do for for them? Just promo videos, and you know, I do edits. I'm not like super crazy, like with the output. It's I'm I'm more like picky. Like I I try to do like hard shit. And shout out to all the guys contributing. Like we got like Nick Bike, who you interviewed. Shout out to Nick. He does some crazy edits and remixes yeah. and. Um, there's fucking uh, there's tons of dudes on that we so many guys use. that are Matt, just Matt Hall, yeah, yeah Matt Hall, uh, Doctor, yeah, yeah. I hooked Jim, up. I actually Jim up. Sharp from the UK. Oh like, man, Jim Jim Sharp. some guys Jimmy like when Sharp. I see a, a certain guys' names edit on the beach. I don't even listen. I don't It's automatic. You don't even have to listen to it. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Nick. Shout out to Jim. The Jim's my dude. Like I didn't even know he was from 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 here. Yeah. He's from like the Schwa originally, I think. Yeah, but he's in the UK. He's in the UK. Yeah, okay. And I, I was a big fan of his edits from like, I didn't even know who the fuck this is. Who's this Jim Sharp guy? And I'm like, what What sold me was the, the Magic Shoes uh, yeah. edit. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? So those guys have been an inspiration to me too to step it up. And so I'm always doing like more like shit that I got to like reconstruct. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that don't have like, they don't have no instrumentals. They don't have no like... Shout out to mm. Joe Run too, like he's a beast. Oh, yeah. You know what I oh. mean? So I try to, you know, as a wizard, it t- yeah. I don't know how he isolates instruments yeah, like that. Him, him and like K. Daff, I'm like trying to yeah. find out how they do it. You know, you guys want to share the secrets? Just I'm, I'm down. No, every time he you posts know? a video, I try to look at the screen really close, yeah. and it's some software hey, I don't understand. Yeah, he's using some it's old like Sony's shit. Sony. Yeah. Like I don't know what. If it, it is. you know what, I think <laughs> it, 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 I've learned from watching some of these guys. Like it doesn't matter what you use. Like, exactly. It, as long as the and result mm-hmm. is, is super dope. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so I was just trying to challenge myself, do like, you know, redo the beat again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And because you have a lot of edit packs, which are a little different where you. So like, are, are you still a big digger? Because you incorporate a lot of the like OG samples mm-hmm. in your pack, you know? Yeah. And like that came from like, again, doing radio. Like I used to do shit with like I met RC that way and he's a big fucking digger oh yeah he's the the guy that put me on to the samples him serious 
Son of Soul at Rest in Peace, Polly Lopez. You know what I mean? Like dudes like that, DJ Faze. Um Faze does not get the fucking respect that he should. Like he is a crazy crate digger and uh mm-hmm. yeah, man, like I they put me on to shit. You know, I'm not like super nerd like they are, like you know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. know some yeah. They know some shit from Colombia that I didn't know was a break or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but, or the, these Turkish, you know, rock records or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I know my shit and I, and I study. You know, I've always been, that's the kind of, I've been a nerd like that. I always study shit and, and, and read up. I like reading fun facts and mm-hmm. it all gets registered in uh, La Cabeza. So it's mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I always try to like, you know, give it that special, like, you know, like nod to the, the root of it, you know what I mean, and and that's what it is. Yeah, if you peep peep some of Grouch's IGs, um, the videos and stuff, you'll see some of those edit packs, and like they start with the OG samples and stuff, and and kind of go into. You did a gangster one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You did yeah. you did Aretha. Aretha. Uh, no, that was actually DJ Filthy uh, Rich. I I hooked him up with that one, like uh, oh, as yeah, far yeah, as like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, beat yeah. junkies. But he yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. The one I kind of did like that was the. Uh, the fucking uh, Raphael Sadiq, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the get involved. I redid the OG sample and yeah, redid everything with the uh, the sample to make it sound like the Raphael Sadiq record. Mm-hmm. So oh. shit like that, you know. Actually, uh, <laughs> I was working on that edit at Motown party when I did with ESP, who was on here as well. Shout yeah. out to him. And he saw me working on it. I'm like, he's DJing, and I'm just like working on my edit. <laughs> and I actually, you know, the test run, I I played it at Motown, and people were feeling it, so. And that yeah, it's just funny. And I told him, I go, yo, dude, once it's done, I'm sending it to you first because you, you yeah, got yeah. to, you know. And so it. you 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 live and die by Ableton in terms of hands down. And I and I teach it now. Like I've been teaching it for like the last six years at uh, at Trevis as yeah. part of their uh, audio uh, engineer engineering certificate. I'm there one semester out of the year, like uh, out of the year program. I'm only there for one semester, and uh, like you know every enrollment and uh they get me and i teach them dj fundamentals and and ableton nice so what's the curriculum like are these people that have any experience or are they usually no, just some zero and some you know artists musicians it doesn't matter it's it's open to anybody you know if you got the money to spend on it yeah but uh yeah so it's part of it's it's enrolled in the audio engineering certificate mm-hmm. so and, and they so get me out of four semesters they get me for one term Nice and and do they like so you start off with some DJ fundamentals yeah. beat matching beat matching uh, quick mix theory scratching you know mm-hmm. go through some key scratches you know the and chirp then, the the you know the stab the fucking transformer to show them flares you know they try to do it and it, it's cool it's 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 fun. It's, and you uh, do a lot of teaching at other places as well. Yeah, I teach a bunch of that. So that's actually the the, the the other progression. So I did radio, I did battles, I did touring, you know, I, I did clubs, all that stuff. And then uh, early 2000s, I got hit up from one of my homies from Scarlet. He was working for, for Parks and Rec, and he wanted to start some outreach community programs at a rec center at Islington and Dundas. And mm-hmm. uh, he's like, yo, you need to uh, do a DJ uh, class here i'm like all right and he's like yo yeah come do that i'm like okay so i'm like i don't know if i should be a teacher <laughs> i tried it and uh yeah if it, it felt cool like to just kind of pass out my knowledge you know and 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 pay it forward 
know what I'm saying? To because I'm not like a secretive person as far like, you know, ask any DJ here like who I've ever hung with or or, or I don't even want to call it mentored or you know like we hung out for a bit or whatever that kind of thing. Um, and they'll tell you I've always been open about like there's been I've never been secretive about you mm-hmm. know, M Rock. I remember him coming to my radio show you know and he was just Manish you know what I mean young kid his sister worked at the station and that's how I met him his brother worked at the station and so you know what I mean like he would come through my radio show you know early in the morning like 8am you know and just watch me DJ and he'd be like yo how do you do that what is that that's a flare like how do you do that mm-hmm. shit you know or, or whatever and I would show him you know what I mean like I was like cause I'm like fuck it well, you know yeah. why it doesn't have to be so secretive it's you know, now nothing is secretive. Yeah, it's now it's changed. Short. But yeah. in you in in that era yeah. coming up, people yeah. were pretty secretive. And there was no YouTube, and there wasn't the same kind of stuff floating around yeah, yeah. the internet access and all that. Exactly. And I've never really been the the asshole dick type. You know what I'm saying? Like, pause. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. I'm like, why not tell somebody? And so it it fell in line with me teaching and you know just paying it forward and and keeping this culture alive because yeah. i really feel like you know it's died down like people don't n- know what real djing is you know what i mean like they don't think it's just pushing buttons and looking at a screen yeah i've been seeing a bit of a resurgence yeah there's a resurgence in, yeah, for sure like mm-hmm. which is dope and that's credit to guys like you mm-hmm. for for passing that down yeah, yeah. man and so i you know yeah like I've, i teach at remix project uh in regent know, park to regent you, park school uh, of music um, and I do some other programs through them. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out to my other, you know, to my crew member Jazz, who's one of the key guys at Region and, and Dopey and, and Tantrum from the Turntable Monks. Um, and then I, you know, teach privately. I play the record. I teach privately at Four Sound Media. And, um, yeah, I'm teaching a lot, man. Like, it's, it's, it's fun. I like it. I th- uh, it's, and it's different at every, at every you know location or whatever you know yeah for sure and and your style you're pretty like straight goods with your your dj style is that fair like straight like classic techniques and stuff yeah you you do in- incorporate um technology and stuff like oh, that sure. but you have to but but you you definitely focus on on those elements yeah. and if i got a dj with a controller i'll do it if i got a dj with cdjs i'll do it I'm, you know i always make the joke yeah cdj is my my laptop stand at the gig yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever, but I, like, <laughs> if I got to use them, I got to use them. And I think, honestly, you'd be really selling yourself short if you didn't learn how to use other stuff yeah. because you yep. could, there's going to become come a time and place where you're going to have to adapt and you're going to have to, like, you know, mm-hmm. go for broke. I mean, I, I remember being on tour with Shot Claire in on the, on the fucking, what tour was it? The Lyricist Lounge Tour mm-hmm. in, in 99, and we were in, uh, in Philly, and one night we went out, and I shit you not, I went to this, it was this Puerto Rican uh, sports bar in the hood. It was me, Chaclair, Solitaire, Mr. Morgan, you know, from OVO. Yeah, of course. And he was the tour manager. And uh, so we're here in this in this fucking grimy Boricua, you know, <laughs> hood spot, and the DJ was killing it. Like, he was mixing, you know, there was no laptop, nothing, right? Rack mount, Denon, CD, <laughs> uh, you know, CD slot. You know, yeah, there was yeah, no yeah, jog yeah. wheel, nothing fucking mixing with the pitch control on that yeah. shit. And he was killing it. And that night he played 
Shaw Claire's Let's Ride. And because it had that Latin feel, the fucking mm-hmm. the Puerto Ricans were loving it, man. They were going crazy. <laughs> crazy. You know, it was, it was that was an, another great hip hop moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, not to sidetrack, it's just you got to be able to like fucking rock it on anything. Yeah. Really. But speaking of which, though, what is your favorite mixer of all time? All time, the MX twenty two hundred, which I've been whole searching for the Holy Grail. I never got it. I had the knockoff, the pyramid joint. Um, I've always wanted that mixer, and I actually want one. And I want to find one of these dudes that mod shit up, and I want them to put like you know some innovators in that <laughs> shit. And I'll bring that out to like special gigs. You know what I mean? Not like on some Serato shit, like using yeah, yeah. vinyl. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I'd love to do some nerd shit like that. Like that to me would be like awesome yeah and what's your setup looking like now um i'm i'm still on a you're gonna laugh but i'm still on a rain 62 yeah. I'm, okay. I'm a rain dude like i've okay. been a rain dude. i've been watching i've been seeing that i'm yeah. like oh he didn't go to the yeah, s9 i didn't and then s 9 is cool I'm, I'm not knocking it but i feel like for the price why am i not getting three same quality faders why am i not yeah. why am i getting my fucking trim to the left like to, you know, it's not lined up with the rest of the, mm-hmm. you know, the gain is... is yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, yeah. my biggest beef yeah. at the beginning. The trim was just yeah. in such a weird place, and it's such a, like, kind of a cheap and knob. And some people have, like, been... Had some nightmare problems with it, you know what I mean? But yeah. mm-hmm. it is what it is. What not about, every every are, mixer has their own Achilles heel. You know what I mean? They're what fro- about the 72? Would you ever think I want that? that. Yeah. I want the 72. Okay. I'm okay. kind of interested... Uh, rain, you know, I'm still waiting. You know, all that, <laughs> yeah, you you did a workshop with the yeah, se- did, 72 yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. the 12s, right? Yeah, yeah. And and you like the feel of that? The 12s, um, I first tried them at Nam last year, and um, shout out to Corners, he he hooked that up, and uh, I got to try them. Um, there was you know a bit of lag issues, but now they're they're straight. They're they're bad. They're good. Like they're, I've used them recently. I think you got to use them with the the vinyl. Because it comes with the vinyl or it comes with like a, a acrylic mm-hmm. type thing where, you know, you can put your logo and all that type of shit on it. But uh, the, the it's got to be a record because it feels weird when you're backspinning like the yeah. smooth acrylic. You don't feel yeah, the grooves yeah. and you shit. Don't, yeah. The yeah. So years of like feeling your fingers connect yeah, with it. It's like Spider-Man, you know, <laughs> walking on the wall and shit. You know what I mean? It's just you grip that record. It just feels right. But yeah. when you're gripping like something totally smooth, like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, a seventy-two would be ideal. I mean, I, I, I like in that reloop. It looks like it's the S nine, yeah, but like yeah, they the reloop looks they redid some shit on it. Like the pads look solid on it. That's the thing about the S nine; those pads are great. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. that adjuster thing to make it super loose. I don't have to worry about WD forting it or or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? For sure, and uh, I want to do a couple rapid fire questions. Actually, oh shit! Okay. So you did, you did, you told me your favorite mixer, favorite battle record of all time. Oh, fuck. like what's your go-to? Well, one's fucking was worn it? down to <laughs> shit. <laughs> you can't even like. Play is it anymore. a DJ rectangle? Is it? Uh, well, yeah, you know, I had the rectangles. Pickles. I had the rectangles. I would say Mr. the Dibbs, booger breaks. Like there's so yeah, many. Yeah, was right? the, yeah. So we we had the booger breaks. We had the uh, but then there was the marshmallow breaks. I think yeah. we killed yeah. that. And a lot of our routines came from that in the teams, the original team set. Um, so yeah, the the Booker Breaks was was clutch. So shout mm. out to the Pickles, uh, Dirt Style. You know, uh, that shit was yeah worn down. I had multiple copies. Yeah. What about your favorite scratch? Oh, fuck. I'm gonna date myself, but I still love hearing. Uh, so what you're saying, and. Uh, 
where you know the employees of yeah yeah went back to work I took time off EPMD and scratch for that and then yeah just the the that ha from the public enemy number one yeah and just the way he cuts that up. Like, I'm always a sucker I, when they incorporate like a little cut in like within the verses and shit. Yeah, that shit like, was ah. just like, and they were always clutch for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like fuck. So you pretty much answered the the next question, which was favorite scratch sound. So <laughs> two and one right there. Yeah, I mean you know, and I cut up the. Uh, I mean every <laughs> DJ does, but I, I like I like doing different ones too. Yeah, you know when I'm just jamming with the homies, the 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 odds is the key to go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, the hoo-ha, the hoo-ha I, I still cut that up. Like whenever I got a DJ for like a, if I'm performing with Maestro or, or Los Poetas or, or whoever, um, I got to do the, the, the hoo-ha gets in there somehow. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, and be- biggest juggling tip, because I think a lot of, I've noticed a lot of DJs who are scratchy. One of the things that's the hardest for people to kind of master is the yeah, juggle. Yeah, it's, it's really knowing about how the record revolves and mm-hmm. how you hear the so is that your system counting yeah the revolution the kind of revolution so then you know like the kick's gonna land here and it'll land again mm-hmm. over there and you know like it's kind of like it it'll land like three times in a in a revolution i guess and it also depends on the on how fast it, you know whatever yeah right? yeah all that shit comes into play but yeah you got to just know where the kick the snare yeah the easiest the biggest tip that i could tell someone is to learn how to do the the breaking down um, and doing that loop, you know, like where you're like, it, you know, you're pausing the record at, and, and doing the loop, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the one, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not Bismarck here. I can't beatbox, but <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the nucleus right there. That's what starts you. And then you're able to like, you know, catch the kick here and then the kick there and then the snare it, yeah, or go back to the other snare. Yeah, it's all, it's it's crazy. And, and you just mentioned your group, Los Poetas. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about them. You've been pretty busy with them yeah, over yeah. the past few years, touring, recording. Yeah, yeah. So we, videos. You know, I, I linked up with those bros um, back in like 2014. But I've known them, you know, off and on, like through, through, through hip hop and and being Latino and being like some of the only Latinos in, in hip hop at the time, right? Like there was not too many of us. It's not like New York City. We're not like Toronto's not a big Latin hub. And it's more of like an amalgamation of different Latin countries that are here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a big enclave of Puerto Ricans like in New York or Cubans in Miami or Mexicans in LA, in LA yeah. or, you know. So, As Russell Peters said, it's all the soccer countries, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that. we're all the, except, you know, and, and, me being like the lone, you know, I was like the lone Panamanian in the in the scene, you know, and I was bigged up where I was from, you know what I mean? And yeah, like it's 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 um that's how I met those bros and um and basically, you know, years later they hollered and they're like, We're doing this record, you know, we wanna do some cuts on it. I'm like, Sure, sure, cool. Mm-hmm. And it was dope how they were flipping it in Spanglish and I'm just like, Yeah, I gotta be part of this and I'm like it just all happened really organically. Mm-hmm. And then they brought me on as the DJ, and then I got brought in as you know they knew I made beats, and I and so I, I you know we had a, our, our our main producer Vago from from Van from Van City, you know shout out to Vago, uh, he's you know down with Chemo and them, and um, 
he was the one providing the the sonic landscape and then you know i was brought in to do like some remixes and some you know mixtape tracks i got a couple of joints that produced for them and um yeah it's been a great overall uh you know experience um, we're just finishing up this new record so dope and when's that gonna come out um uh, yeah we we're, we're just revamping it so we're hopefully maybe summertime you know nice yeah, so. and to check out the other stuff you can go on on lospoetas.com and lospoetas bandcamp uh, yeah bandcamp's there yeah we are, yeah we are lospoetas.com and yeah the bandcamp is we are lospoetas too as well dope. so yeah yeah we're, the music out there man so nice check it out Speaking of the West Coast, you had a collaborator out in, in Van, but you you made a trip out this past year to West Coast LA, and mm-hmm. you um, did did a little Serato from the studio there. Yes, where you ripped a juggle. Yes, surprise. My, yeah, my my, my old uh, just feel it routine. Yeah, that was a DMC set, right? Yeah, or yeah. something similar to DMC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that like in one of the DMCs and stuff, and I would do it when I go out there and showcase and stuff. That's yeah, that's only the other one, only other one that I remember. That <laughs> you can remember. Shout out to D Scratch because he always helps me remember my old shit. You know, he's like the I call him the uh, the beat juggling whisperer. Yeah. So and you guys recently connected for a reunion show. Yes. As well. Yeah. The Turnstiles crew. Yeah, we've done some reunion shows a, a few years back, and we did a couple of you know dates and stuff, and. We should be doing something, you know, like we got to, it's going to be like our fucking 25th anniversary next year. So, Dope. so yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to do something for that. Um, yeah, man. And then you got, you got the Grouchcast podcast. You're a veteran to the podcast game as well. Yeah, yeah. You don't talk as much on it, but. <laughs> no, I, and, I, and I did shortly after like, what's funny, shortly after I stopped doing my radio show, the Soundcheck show um, back in 08. I, yeah, so we we missed some stuff. We really got into, it, but that's the way this show goes. Yeah, we go all good. over I the mean, place. Yeah, but. we can we can spend hours just <laughs> yeah. talking about anything. And this is dope, by the way, guys. I, I really appreciate this. Um, you know, there's not a lot of outlets like that to speak on the 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 craft, the the culture, yeah. the you know the way of life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's absolutely it's, appreciate it's that and appreciate you taking the time. And we just are uh, we just want to archive this shit, man. Yeah, exactly. It's and it's good. It's good to and hear back and just laugh at like what the mm-hmm. fuck was I saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, not even lost my train of thought. So the, the sound- podcast. Yes, the podcast. So I started doing a podcast. It was called the Newness, and I was just playing new music, new hip hop, and I would talk on there. And I actually started streaming it via UStream. For a hot minute, and uh, then I just stopped. You know, daddy life took over, and yeah. So, I mean, and then I, you know, I do occasional music um, uh, mixes when people ask me. I've done mixes for Wee Funk. Uh, you know, I've mm. done, yeah, just you know, random mixes and shit. It's just hard to like, you know, set aside time to like really with everything that I do. Uh, you know, just you know, do a forty-five minute, you know, mix or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I think I'm gonna force myself to like, even if it's like on Instagram Live or something, just to yeah. do some shit and just posting a mix is way harder than recording a podcast like we do. I think there's a lot of work into mm-hmm. what we're doing here, but if, if compared to recording actual mix and oh, being it, so fucking critical on yourself, it, exactly. that's the problem. And then you fuck up and you gotta start again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank God for Ableton and any <laughs> other type of DAW where you can edit. You know, I just gotta restart the song and then later on I'll fucking edit it yeah and i'm sorry to break it to you guys i'm, I'm not mixing live you, like i <laughs> i do some layering here and there because yeah. that's just the producer me but I, yeah. I, for the most part it's it's a straight yeah, mix we, we, we've had uh, we've had a few of the mixtape DJs guys like um track star who's put out a shit ton of mixtapes too and he's like 
let's be real you know it goes in ableton at some point for some of those just to piece together you might have a 12 minute run where it's flawless yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) then you gotta you gotta kind of stitch it together occasionally i will like hit record on serato when i'm djing out and i'll record a set yeah so i've done that like so are you playing out much just like sets yeah yeah i'm i'm uh I kind of took a break this in for January, just playing at low key. But I'm back. I'm starting to back up in February. I got Motown coming up. Uh, some of the Latino spots. So yeah, some some Latin shits coming up too. I got something for Emily Day at uh, it's a Latin jam with uh, with Nico P and Mechon. You know what I'm saying? Those are like the key guys in the Latin scene. And um, yeah, it's dope. Like how I've fallen back into like you know. I fuck man I'm you know as an immigrant kid coming up you know you sometimes you just stray away from your cultural shit and I did that definitely did that in my teens and in my my 20s I was like not anti like you know Latin shit but I was just wasn't into it you know what I mean and I, I was the same way too, yeah. man. Like I just wanted to fit. I wanted to have my crew. I wanted exactly. to have my people. So I got away from the Indian culture. But it's come full circle yeah. as I've gotten older. I'm not like crazy, like crazy, like yeah. some crazy. But there's some ill music, yeah, yeah. you know. What I mean? Like you know, and or whatever. I, just the culture itself. The music. It. Yeah. I mean, Fucking my Bollywood. Food? Oh, I got some samples for you, bro. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine. <laughs> same same thing, right? So like, you know what I mean? And it's just it's beautiful how you come back to it naturally when you're ready. And I, yeah. I think for me it was just. Going back home for the first time at the age of 25, you know, going back to Panama. I haven't been there since I was like three, you know what I mean? And touching the earth. I should have kissed the fucking ground, but I didn't. But, you know, just just experiencing there and then, you know, meeting family members I hadn't seen since I was a baby, you know what I mean? And and just you feel that connection. You Mm -hmm. feel the, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man. Like, and... You know, if you would have told me I would have been playing like, you know, reggaeton or salsa or... Salsa, which I love, you know, mm-hmm. reggaeton, I'm not like, you know, it isn't like my go-to genre. And I got a, you know, a Panamanian bias because, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. we get slighted for not getting our our just due for inventing the, the damn genre. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's... Again, if you have any issues, yeah, Holla at your boy. <laughs> I'll say it in Spanish. Oops, sorry. No, no, there's another one. Oh, there's you. another one. Okay, sorry. I thought, you, that, I thought the mic cut. We can do that. No, 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 no. So, you know, I mean, yeah, if anybody's got issues with that, they can, you know, you know, uh, I can say it in Spanish, but I won't. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, you so, know, it's just fun. Yeah. I'm just playing it, you know. That's awesome. And Diggy, how, how's your resurgence with the Irish music? Hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking up fiddle this year. It's my <laughs> new year. <laughs> um, wh- anything else you want to plug before we wrap it up here? Shit, I mean, you know, uh sh- Beat Junkies, you know, The Pool, you catch my shit on there, and I was repping for those guys. Um, shout out to Turnstiles, you know what I mean? Like, D and Jazz. Uh, I'm all, I see Jazz Weekly because we're always teaching together. You know what I'm saying? You can catch me there at Regent Park. You got any young kids who want to enroll into DJ classes? We're there on Thursdays and Fridays at the Daniel Spectrum. Um, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's uh, the lessons are, are, are hella cheap, like, you know what I mean? For Especially for... Low income families, you know what I mean? That they mm-hmm. they're looking at like you know, do an hour lesson with uh, a class lesson at region or, you know, and it's it's ongoing like it it runs concurrent with the school year, so it mm-hmm. starts in September, ends in June. Okay, it's pretty dope, and you know you can get a DJ lesson every Thursday or Friday. You know, that's um, amazing. 
So it's for for kids from like nine to like eighteen, I'd say. So you're saying I'm not eligible? Nah, bro. I mean, shave. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Yeah, yeah skip that baby face. <laughs> D- going dye on. the hair yeah, a little bit. <laughs> You know awesome man and at dj grouch on everything right yeah at dj grouch instagram twitter facebook um tumblr no, um, <laughs> tinder tinder <laughs> but, so yeah i mean you know you can catch me at those i'm not on facebook that much but occasionally i post something on there but it's mainly instagram and, and twitter and i'm saying it out here I'm, I'm i'm not gonna be posting as heavy as i used to i really need to like you know cut back cut on back the on the phone i'm yeah. making that a point to do that so yeah it should just yeah it ends up taking too much of your time so yeah man word man so thank you so much man you thank took you. the time yeah, your man, hair we, you, we've been this has been kind of months in the making so thank you for taking the time bro yeah oh yeah and uh i'm on Bandcamp too dj Bandcamp, and uh if you want to hear some of my shit like production and just google you'll you'll find my shit out there and, and through the edits and stuff Word. Word. Word, man. All right, man. Respect for us. The fix. Yes. Peace. Peace. Peace.